0: welcome to the surviving middle school podcast i'm mike farah father of finnegan a seventh grader and elijah a fourth grader
1: and i'm Dee, Dee thomas mom of two i've got charles in seventh grade and walker in second we are two new york city parents trying to manage the city and the beautiful struggle of raising kids
0: And today what we're trying to manage is our kids playing football in our case flag football and should our kids be allowed to play? Finn and Charles both have now made their middle school football team. And as many people know, this is what leads to the conversation later down the line about should they be playing uh, tackle football or not? So what was your experience with football, DeeDee?
1: I grew up in Texas for the most part, and football was just part of the culture. It is the culture. It is, it is the culture. <laughs> and I never really thought about it until I became a mom. And I just assumed that my kids would never play any kind of football. Mind you, I, I had my kids starting in 2006, and there were more and more studies over the years about the dangers of football. And so I figured it was never going to happen. And I had even asked some of my friends over the course of the past few years, friends of mine, particularly in Texas, who had children, whether or not they were going to let them play. And ironically, the answer that I most often got was that they were conflicted on whether or not they were going to let them play. Ultimately, most of the time they did. But I still was like, no way. There's no way my children would play football. And I remember the summer before sixth grade mentioning to you how much Charles wanted to play football. And you were like, ah, oh, it's flag football. Let them play. <laughs> yeah, I, I was
0: very clear that it was fine that you were worrying way too much. And now I'm the one worrying, which and, is funny.
1: And Chaz, my husband, was completely fine with the idea of, of Charles playing flag football and so he made the team the first year and I watched the games and you know what compare I mean it's not tackle football they're playing flag football which means that they you know they've got the flags around their waist there's no helmets there's no uh uh, what do you call those things the shoulder pads no there's no shoulder pads and the first time that I went to a game it kind of threw me off just because I was expecting what I expect when I see football players so to see these little kids out there with no Gear freaked me out at first. But then when you watch the game, it's active. There are some collisions, but it's not this tackle mentality, which is what I was so afraid of. Mind you, there were several times when the kids would end up on the ground and they were were not trying to hurt each other. They were just trying to get the ball or just trying to get the flags. So it'll be interesting to see how that evolves because now that Charles made the team in sixth grade, made the team now in seventh grade, We've got one more year of middle school and then high school, which is a whole different ball of wax. And I know how much he loves football. I've seen the excitement growing him and he's that he's going to want to play in high school and that's a whole different that's a whole different ball game literally so that's where we're at and the ironic thing with both of us is that not only do we have middle school kids playing we also have elementary school kids playing your son elijah is playing flag football and now walker is just signed up for flag football in second grade but he wants to be like his brother. So what, what can I do?
0: You can always say no and face the wrath of your children, which is not always good. But it's, it's difficult to not allow them to follow their passions when this is something that they clearly want to do. And it's hard to argue that um, it's unsafe for them what they're doing right now. I'm on a similar boat that um, I loved high school football. I loved it. I mean, it was a great sport for me to participate in when I was in high school. I did not play in elementary school in any way whatsoever. It wasn't offered as support. But I loved it. And when I got to high school, I was large. I was 5'10, 2'10 as a freshman, and I had never played before and I knew I was gonna be good. But the thing I loved, one of the things I loved the most about it was the coaches. Right? The coaches were In football, we're clearly trying to get the most out of you as a kid. They were trying to get you to excel, to push yourself. And they were teaching you lessons about trying your hardest and being disciplined on offense and knowing what you had, your roles and your responsibilities. And it was great for me to have a man other than my father or my uncles yelling at me and teaching me things to do. And a lot of my coaches were still, for a long time, were my role models. So I think there's definitely a benefit, depending on the coach, Right. To have that man kind Mm -hmm. of guide my young man for a little bit, push him in ways I cannot push him. Right. So I think that's really one positive aspect of our boys playing football, the other pushing them to, to do think that they might not have thought that they could do. The other thing I loved about football was it's a true team sport and so it's not so much based on the individual. There's five players on the court in basketball. So you have roles and responsibilities. You can make your team successful without ever touching the ball. If you just Do what you're supposed to do. Every play is designed for a touchdown as long as you do your responsibility.
1: Now, what did you play when you were in high school?
0: I played offensive guard and defensive tackle or nose guard most of the time.
1: And you never touched the ball? I had a couple of fumble
0: recoveries, but I wasn't picking up the ball and running for a touchdown. Our coach told us, if you're over 200 pounds, you're falling on the ball as best you can. But it didn't matter to me. Now, in college, I played rugby which was I did get an opportunity to touch the ball in a violent sport. So that was kind of a new experience for me that I did enjoy that aspect of rugby in college. But in high school, it was all about taking care of the man on the other side of the ball. Now, with that said, I probably concussed in both sports a couple of times, right? I was, I would have my head ringing at times coming out of football practice and we just kept playing. There was no science or any data to show that this was not a safe sport. And I had a conversation, um, with a dad yesterday as my youngest son Elijah was trying out. And he said, yeah, you've got no problem with our kids playing football. And I, I was like, no, but I didn't get into the larger conversation with him about Elijah's mom's gonna shut this down in high school when it right. happens. Like I, I'm gonna be able to take it so far and then Elijah if he or Finn, if they really wanna make a case that they're gonna play football, they're gonna have to make a really strong case that the sport has evolved to a safety level that has changed dramatically. So it'll be interesting. It'll be a, one of those continuing conversations that we have with our kids about sports.
1: You know, I played co-ed flag football in college, and I loved it. But I got knocked down a couple of times, and I even broke my glasses once from the – well, the ball hit me in the face. But, <laughs> so, <laughs> but I caught it. But um, – But I remember the pain just from playing. It's rough. And that was just in a co-ed environment. Well, it was competitive intramural. But there is action involved with the sport. But it's nothing like the tackle that you would have experienced as a high school football player.
0: Yeah, I don't think that our boys are going to be taught to dominate physically the man on the other side of the ball yeah. from them and if they are taught that it's going to be mostly with speed rather than with contact
1: exactly and that's a beautiful thing that I will say about flag football the more I've read about it is that when you're playing flag football at this level it really is an athletic sport the kids are taught to run it is really about who can grab that flag and so they're enjoying that pure athletic activity of the sport and not crushing their opponent or stopping the opponent. It's really about the fun and the action of the sport. One of the
0: other lessons of sports or football tryout for my middle schooler Finn was he didn't know if he was going to make the team, right? So he had to try out. Charles made the team because he played last year. And Finn had to try out. And he went through that little nervous phase where you're, am I going to get called back? Yes, you get called back. And then do you make the team? And they look at the wall and find out if your name is posted. And you have to have the conversation with your son about, not celebrating too much right in front of the wall because there's going to be eight guys on that list that did not make the team. And that's one of the interesting conversations you get to have with your son. The other one is making sure that you thank the coach for the opportunity. You know, you have to show proper respect to your coaches at all times. And that was one of the lessons that we tried to instill in him about the tryout.
1: Now, Finn didn't go off for the team last year, correct? Correct. So what made him want to this year?
0: He read a lot of the data that showed that playing alternate sports makes you better at the sport that you choose to spend most of your time.
1: So he's a basketball player. Finn he, is a basketball. He loves basketball. Yeah.
0: But I think there was some science that you should give your body some rest or work out different muscles or try and train differently. I think he was enticed partly by, you know, as he continues to find his identity in athletics at middle school to be that jock more than he was the year before. So now he wants to try out. He tried out for baseball at the end of the last year, did not make the team. And I tried to tell him afterwards, you can't make a team based purely on your athletic ability. All athletics are based on the amount of work that you put in is the amount of success you get back. So he tried to make the baseball team without ever having really played baseball. And so he had played football before. And so he tried out for this team. We made it.
1: Charles did make the team because he made it last year, but he didn't know that until after the full first day of tryouts so we spent the weeks before school started am I going to make the team am I not going to make the team and I tried to just kind of pump him up a little bit and say look if you don't make the team it's okay don't feel like you have to make the team to define you but it was in his head and I remember that first day of tryouts he was he walked in there nervous and he came home a little bit of a swagger (laughs) because it was after the tryouts that he found out he made the team automatically so that was it was a good moment for him but also to see this is what he wants to be and I'm gonna crush his dreams (laughs) in about two years (laughs) but he's taking it very seriously and 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 that's that's a wonderful thing to see he, he
0: may very well have different dreams in two years. Like, <laughs> yeah. we don't know. Uh, as much as we think we know who our children are, I don't know that we fully know. Like, they, he may be into something totally different in two years.
1: We've got a family that we're very close with. They live out in Long Island, and, and they have a son. Their oldest son plays football. He's a junior in high school, and he's on the varsity team. And this is someone that Charles looks up to. He's seen him play, and something that I know that he's going to want to do because he idolizes this kid. So that's kind of what I'm looking to next. So. We'll see how that evolves. Also,
0: awesome. the youngest kids are starting to play now. Yep. I gave you that advice, and now I have to follow the advice that I gave you and allow my youngest son to play. And he started a league this week on Sunday, and he loved it. He loved. I think he loved the swag a lot. I think he loved getting a new pair of shoes. He loved getting a mouthpiece, which he didn't even oh. use his first day. He loved that he was a naturally bigger child than the other kids. Right. And so he's going to have to understand this is the first team that he's really played on. He's never played on a basketball team. Really? Yeah, he's never played on a basketball team. He's, You know, our elementary school in New York does not provide team sports. So he loves playing sports as an individual in the park. But this is his first uh, go at a team. Got it. So he's learning new things, and he's your team's the team you get, right? So he had heard that their team lost by 70 points to another team earlier in the year, and he's like, oh, man, I don't want that to be my experience. And I'm like, well, you never know what you're going to get year by year, and you still go out and you play hard as you possibly can. And it, it is interesting to see the emphasis that kids now place on winning instead of participating, and it's just a constant reminder for us as parents to de-emphasize the winning and re-emphasize maximum effort and participation and some of the other lessons that kids gain from sports. I don't wanna say you don't wanna tell your kid to go lose or not value winning or congratulate your kids, but if you make it the primary reason or the most important factor in playing a sport, kids could very well end up being disappointed and no longer participate in sports if that's what you value. Oftentimes, they're looking for your approval as a parent Uh, about their performance and how they play. And if you're yelling at your kid, it's not going to be a good experience. And I saw some of those football dads just this first week that were very intense with their nine-year-olds about winning and scoring and mistakes on the field. And it required the coach to have some intervention. And I've seen that again with basketball. Parents totally blowing parenting. And you just know that these kids, when they get to high school, are going to age out or phase out. They're they're just not going to be interested in the sport if you're a parent that's yelling at your kid all the time when they play.
1: I remember a story this is from years ago with Paul O'Neill who was a Baseball player. He played on the Yankees and he was known for his fits. Like, if he got a, a call that he considered bad, if he got struck out, he would just have a fit. And that's what he was known for. And then his son started playing baseball. And after a call that he didn't like, he started like having a fit. And all the parents looked at Paul because it's <laughs> like, well, we know where he got it from. But it is very important. Even my son, who is seven Walker, he had a soccer game over the weekend. And when I asked how he did the first thing that came out of his mouth was we won 14-0 soccer mind you and I said I didn't ask you what the score was I asked you how did you do not who won but how did you perform it's even at that level that you really have to reinforce that it doesn't really matter what the score was it's about how you played how your team played that matters at the the end of the day
0: there's so many lessons that you can get from athletic endeavors and we end up Screwing it up most of the time for our kids, and yeah. it's one of the things I even had to fight against it myself. One of the things I did was when I would go watch Finn or Elijah, I sat off in a corner so that it would be awkward for me to yell all the way across the field. Elijah would almost not be able to hear me, or Finn would not be able to hear me because I was so far away, and I observed the game from a distance because I knew if I was uh, on the sidelines in football or near the court in basketball, that my yelling and screaming would be heard. And I think that the physical distance that I placed between me and my child allowed them to play the game with With the joy without hearing a word I said or without looking at my reaction. And it's something that I, watching my kids play sports is my favorite thing in the whole world. And I just have to make sure that I don't blow it. Now,
1: one thing that we haven't talked about yet, which we should though, is even though our children are playing flag football, it doesn't mean that we shouldn't be aware of the dangers of sports these days. No, there's no tackle involved. But the reality of it is, even in whether it's soccer or basketball or football, there are times when the kids can have a bad fall or a collision or something. And sometimes the coaches may not be as in tune to our kids as they need to be. As a parent, it's still your responsibility to really make sure that you know if your kid has a fall, that are they okay? Are they doing okay? Once the play starts again, the coaches may have moved on. But you still need to know that your child is is good. And if he's not, it's okay for you to say, you know what? It's time for you to come off the field for a little bit. And there's nothing wrong with that.
0: Yeah. And again, one of the most important lessons, how to play with an injury. But also how to be safe within the sport itself, at least later in life. Now, the NFL and others are trying to make, after denying that it was unsafe, is trying to make the sport safer because they lost, participation rates were declining, viewership was declining, and so they needed a way to get back up. And I think that high school... College and pros are all making efforts to try and make the game a safer game. Now, I'm not sure that the pros are going to be able to do that because the gentlemen that are playing the sport are getting faster and stronger than they ever were before. So it'll be interesting to see as people apply new training methods. And I mean, I, you just see 275 pound men running with four, 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 five speed, and it's just unbelievable to me. Uh, what it would do to another person's body if that guy hit him full speed it would just be devastating now i know they're playing against other professionals but i think that the schedule in high school like how many days they've gone live Mm -hmm. has made it a little safer a lot less chance to concuss or uh, hit your head and so i think there's a lot more emphasis on proper tackling and so we'll we'll see where the sport's going. We're right in the a new age of evolution for the sport, and football, all three levels are trying to change. And I guess we first have to see if our sons gravitate towards it. Right. And then mm-hmm. uh, and then it'll be up to mom to tell them that they can't play anymore. <laughs> that'll, that'll be up to Maya to try and make the call on that one.
1: And one thing I said to Charles because you know he did admit at one point that oh he wanted to play professional football, and I said look here's the reality. There's so many kids in this country playing football at your level. To think that you're going to be the one that makes it to the pros, it's just... The chances of that are so few. So don't even think about, oh, I want to play professional because you got to get to high school first and then you got to survive that. But and not necessarily Charles, what I'm saying, but like any kid, you need to survive that. And then you need to survive college and then you need to survive the draft. So the idea that kids today, oh, that you're hoping that they're going to make it to that next level, there's a chance. But if they're not playing for the love of the game then you're wasting your time because the odds are so stacked against all these kids today that if they don't love the sport, then then it's, it's not gonna happen for them.
0: The other interesting thing about sports these days is that children are becoming more specialized early on and parents are spending more and more money early on on their kids' athletic development. Yeah. With the hopes and dreams that they'll save the half a million dollars that it's going to take to go to college now or by the time our kids are in college. So scholarships now have a new value yeah. than they did before. Uh, that they are, in some ways, they, people think that they're making an early investment in something that they think they can really win. But as you know going from high school to a D1 college or uh, is, is a huge leap. Yes. It's a very, very, very difficult leap, and it really depends on size and speed and intelligence and dedication to the sport. And so uh, we'll see how it happens. And, again, scholarships themselves are fundamentally changing. It, it, it's just a big deal to yeah. try to get that scholarship. I mean,
1: maybe he'll go into ping pong. They are they offering scholarships for ping pong? Because, yes, one time we would think, oh, yeah, they'll get a scholarship. Everyone's trying to get those same scholarships. So we'll see. We'll see.
0: So that's it for today. I hope you contact us back and tell us if you're going to let your kids play football or not, or if you had insight into other sports that kids are playing and what your experience has been with any sport, basketball, gymnastics, tennis. Soccer. And we'd love to hear your uh, insight about parenting in middle school and what your sporting experience has been like. Help us keep the conversation going. Send us your questions to survivingmiddleschoolpod@gmail.com at gmail.com and visit us at survivingmiddleschoolpod.com.
1: And be sure to check back with us next week or subscribe for our latest installment of Surviving Middle School. Thanks for listening.